yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I love like seeing random connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I found you through um, Free to Steal. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, which was like, I think you. It was when he gave you that yeah. um, drawing, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, sick. And then I was like, that studio looks so cool. And then yeah, that's how I found you. Um, but it was so weird. I came across one of his drawings in town. I was like walking with my friend and we were like, oh, that's so cool. And then it was like, hashtag free to steal. We were like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she took it home and like framed it for me. I was like, oh. Isn't so that, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks to you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was really, really cool. We'll start it there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> Olive. You okay with Olive? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so this is episode 10, I think. Um, yes. And I have you here today. <laughs> talk about yoga and all things around that. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks in. for having me. It's um, beautiful in here. <laughs> thanks very much. Yeah, it's, I, I, I want more plants, but I'm not sure if too many plants is the thing. No, you um, never have too many. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a tree. <laughs> yeah, or hanging from the ceiling. That'd be super cool. Yeah, <laughs> all of them cascading down. Good. Oh, it's so good. It'd be a jungle. I've got a really tall Frank on Mike as well. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I always worry when I have a guest on whether uh, too much incense or too much sage. Because uh, these flats in where, where we're from in England, in Hove, they're very like damp. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. To like mask time. the smell. <laughs> so true. I mean, you don't have to worry like incense is like second nature to me in the yoga world just walk in and that smell is everywhere but (laughs) no it's all fine (laughs) um so for those who don't know uh olive teaches yoga yeah (laughs) so i want to get you to talk about what you do and Mm. and introduce yourself sweet so i guess i've been i've been involved with yoga for like six and a half years like i started practicing when i was 17 and a half um like in my a levels like stressful time or whatever and yeah i just came across a practice actually on instagram in like the most unconventional way yeah you would think i don't know my first experience would be going to a studio or whatever but i was like no instagram (laughs) found like a couple of yogis who did certain poses and i try to figure them out for myself Mm -hmm. and eventually like um i had sort of a backlog of postures and i figured out how to almost like link them up come into them, hold them, come out of them, and then find my way around it from there. So that was like my practice for like maybe four years or so, like throughout uni and everything. And I maybe went to about three or four classes like in person. (laughs) And that was really wild because being like self-taught obviously is cool because you can push yourself whenever. But I also didn't have like someone telling me, (laughs) not that I was right or wrong, but like I wasn't aware of like, the aspects of breathing or the other aspects of like yoga in yoga we have like the eight limbs so there's eight different things that are represented and the physical the asana practice is just one part of that so you've got your niyamas and your yamas which are like how you treat yourself how you treat others things like compassion and like ahimsa come into that and a lot of it sort of leads up to this idea of like samadhi so reaching like enlightenment and stuff Mm -hmm. so there's so many other components that I just didn't have a clue about and even the breathing which is like one of the most basic ideas I guess of just life (laughs) yeah I was like oh I think that's one of the main problems with yoga is that a a lot of people just think it's like ah you move in a weird position and put your bum in the air a lot yeah (laughs) and there's like a whole like moral code yeah 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 tons of it I mean I'm uh probably 
less educated on it than I should be for someone that, that yeah. likes it as much as I do. No, um, but it's like, it's one of those things that, you know, in your 60 minute vinyasa class, it's just not really spoken about or there's not like enough time to speak about it sometimes. And even just making you aware. So like, I only found out about this when I did my teacher training. So in February into March of 2018, I did my training in India. It was magical, obviously. <laughs> um, and I've been teaching ever since. So like just over two and a half years I've been teaching. And um, yeah, from that, just from my teacher training, I understood about the different types of yoga that there are, not just the physical practice, but the breathing aspects, like how things like your kriyas or your cleansing techniques come in, um, and the history, the lineage, like all the other aspects. So that was quite nice to actually have like some form of like formal education. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I totally get it. Like I was unaware for four years. <laughs> <laughs> so it is quite a challenging thing to like come across and stuff and sometimes it is like oh shit where do I start yeah because you're like well there's so many words I don't know as well looking into it there's quite a lot of like jargon mm. um so yeah I always find that if you have a good teacher they will explain like little aspects or like weave little aspects into it mm. and just yeah make it less intimidating to then do your own research or whatever you want to do but yeah yeah I think as soon as you start identifying like a couple of words, it starts yeah. making sense. Yeah, like, yeah, big time. Yeah, it, it's, it was really intimidating to me at first. Mm. Like my first yoga class I went to, I was just like, oh, like really? how do I get into like the cues and whatever? But, yeah, for sure. Um, but there's a really cool teacher around there called Pablo. Yeah, and, uh, nice. he's just like, just chill out. Oh, in Brighton? Just, yeah. Yeah, he teaches at um, oh. Luna Way the same as me. Amazing. He's such a nice I guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, just his approach to it, like, yeah. You know, just, if you don't get it then worry yeah, yeah don't yeah. worry like yeah exactly really took the pressure off of performing. yeah like, yeah big time and that's it like it can especially with you know the rise of yoga on instagram and well-known big yoga brands it looks super performative mm -hmm. and that's the thing like it is really impressive seeing someone create these like incredible looking shapes but then when that's the only representation of yoga it's really off-putting for a lot of people yeah like it's incredibly inaccessible then yeah. for like the likes of it could be from the likes of anything like from your financial background your demographic your gender your age your like disability or whatever it is it's just like oh shit no it's only reserved for <laughs> hypermobile <laughs> yep. skinny people do you yeah. know what i mean so it's like it's quite um i totally understand how it's so intimidating but i think it is getting a bit better particularly this year just through like the black lives matter movements mm -hmm. it's like no we need to represent all people from all walks of life because like at the end of the day thing is yoga is available for everyone it is yeah. there to serve everyone's needs and it's not just through the postural the physical yoga practice meditation is a form of yoga breathing or pranayama is a form of yoga how you treat others is a form of yoga you know so it's not just like that hour that you're on your mat it's everything else that filters off into like the external world but mm. yeah it's hard to sometimes relay that across when all you see on instagram is like beautiful shapes so yeah, yeah. yeah really sexualized as well like it's, super uh, yeah, yeah big time it's like i'm not not a fan of sex you know yeah like, yeah it can be a bit like it takes from something sacred almost that's yeah. it it's like it's not honoring the lineage at all and just being mindful of that and it's a shame because like I totally understand, you know, in order in order to get an audience, unfortunately, this form of like 
exposure mm-hmm. you could even go as far as saying like a form of oppression do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. to get validation from others and to really get the message across is to post like really sexualized images and mm-hmm. it's such a shame because like it does like you say retract from the lineage and the history of what yoga truly like is and it's also just giving a wrong message to people yeah. like if someone follows that person because they post half naked photos or whatever it is that's going to be their relationship to yoga or their first introduction to what yoga is mm. and probably never go beyond that mm. and that's like a real shame because that person could have had like a real good time practicing yeah but because it's like over sexualized that's their only association so yeah it's tricky real yeah. tricky I, I see both sides because like mm. I, I agree with you on that but at the same time being like a, a guy especially in my younger years i was yeah. quite like focused on yeah on that part of the world yeah for uh, sure and uh and it is a way to draw people into that and and it has worked with me for instance. yeah so, yeah yeah like, i've even seen uh, videos of like how to educate guys like in like uh, science or engineering and they get yeah. like really attractive like women to be yeah. like to convey a message but like yeah. in lingerie or whatever and it's like it's so like oh god yeah awful, but like when we shit these people are learning so like yeah yeah <laughs> it's so it's so interesting when you try to like break down the psychology and understand that behavior because like yeah you're so right like again at the end of the day we are like primitive animals yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. and if that's a way to <laughs> boost productivity like yeah what for sure I mean. as long as everyone's a consenting adult you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. it's no like, one's being, like decorated yeah I but I mean, I, you see the same thing for like the other side like uh, yeah. Coca-Cola used to sell coke with yeah. a guy pulling his t-shirt yeah. off <laughs> like, yeah exactly like, yeah. yeah big time and like all the like acts and links commercials and all stuff like that yeah. in old spice you're like yeah okay Sex sells. well yeah unfortunately <laughs> it so does but you know i do get it from that marketing aspect but i think things are changing in that respect as well um but yeah going back to the whole like um yogis posting like super or over sexualized photos it is a shame because again it's another form of like whitewashing yoga and whitewashing the practice like already it's bad enough like in the western world like it's the way we practice over here is just so different to how it's practiced in India Mm. like it's almost treated as like a fitness class like Mm. I've had students come to my class like measuring their calories and how many calories they burn on their Fitbit I'm like oh my god (laughs) just (laughs) what is going on and that's like that's not their fault that's Mm. just how it's being marketed and how you know that expectancy is then brought into class yeah you know, like, oh, okay, I, I can't really fault them. All I can do is, like, guide and show them that there are other aspects to it. But I was speaking to my friend Grace, and uh, she's also a teacher up north in Liverpool. And she was saying how um, people sometimes come to yoga just thinking it's, like, an easy stretching class. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that, you know. It's like, okay, on the surface level, that's what it can look like. But <laughs> I've had some, like friends come into class like okay so most of them who have come are like men and they're strong like physically strong they Mm. come to yoga and they find it so challenging because it's not a simple like stretching class it's quite it can be quite dynamic but there are obviously other components of breath and movement and coordination with your body but also like the layers underneath that you don't see on the superficial level Mm. so yeah it's quite interesting when people like oh no it's so easy yeah (laughs) but they've never tried it (laughs) find that with like people in general when they just think something's really easy yeah like, yeah um uh, i mean in, in context of um 
how I was with yoga and, and mm. how I see people with like uh, making stuff. Like um, yeah. I've had a couple of friends kind of like be interested in making jewelry and then yeah, I do yeah. like, a, like a, a lesson with them and then yeah. they can't even hold the pliers. And I'm like, well, like <laughs> I guess I've been doing it for like 15 years. Yeah. So it's second nature to like, yeah. use a pair of pliers like a pair of fingers. Yeah. And, uh, and to see that. And then all of a sudden there's this realization like, oh, what you do is actually really hard and takes time. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. But yeah. then I did the same thing, like a hypocrite with yoga where I just mm. assumed like, I could do a handstand because the last time right. I tried one, I was like 11 yeah, and yeah. I could do one. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm 32. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't even yeah. begin to do it. Like, yeah. and I hurt myself bad. Oh, yeah. shit. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> where I did it in the kitchen, and I like oh, hit the side of this oh, counter no. like hard. Yeah, and I was like, wow, like my core muscles are like gone. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and what's then, going on? So when I start seeing yogis do stuff on Instagram, I'm like, wow, that's yeah. like strength. <laughs> yeah, but it's wild as well because I think with Instagram, you look at a video or you look at a pose, and you're like, shit, yeah, I can totally do that. And <laughs> you go try, and you're like, oh my god, it's mm-hmm. so hard. Like, and that's how I got schooled so much, and I like learned quite a lot, which was fun. Mm-hmm. But like. It's so easy to forget these people have been like practicing for like a long, long time. And like whatever they show is that product of however many years I've been practicing. It's the same when I watch like my friends do parkour. I'm like, I can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And then I go and I'm like, no, I really can't. Like there's so much else going on behind the scenes that we have no idea about. But, um, judging physics and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like yeah. your own like mental strength as well and that like different kind of challenge but I, <laughs> I've started like recording um YouTube videos and putting more content out there so mm. like thanks to COVID it's been quite a nice like side project yeah. and um <laughs> as I was recording the videos obviously like I teach the entire class whilst doing the entire class so people can like follow along at home yeah And usually when I teach in person, I will do a little bit and then sort of step off my mat, walk around the room, give the verbal cues so people don't always watch me Mm -hmm. so they can like learn to move for themselves. On YouTube, it's like slightly different. (laughs) My boyfriend said to me, he was like, Olive, did you put in the breathing after? I was like, no, no, like that is me breathing heavily throughout (laughs) because like number one, it's taxing, it's exhausting. But number two, like it's a reminder as well. And because it's so loud, he was like, what <laughs> I was like no no <laughs> it's just like part of it but yeah it's really interesting yeah. to figure out and f- to have someone like externally not critique but like um offer sort of a reflection on how you teach is always quite interesting because mm. especially like you know in your line of work as well you can be either overly critical of yourself mm. or just things become so automatic that you don't even realize like how difficult it really is yeah or how like refined you have made it yeah, so I mean, I was gonna sort of intervene earlier on yeah. and, and try and um, break down the. Uh, so you, you're like an advanced knowledge base of, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I'm kind of like I'd say very amateur, but then there are people that have no idea, and I yeah. like to sort of, with the point of this podcast, get the people that have no idea about a subject, get them like pulled in. Yeah, so yeah. So like when we talk about like yoga as we are now, I guess we're mm. like applying to like amateur to. Uh, like advanced people mm-hmm. um, where I would like to kind of like lure people in that have no idea so I mean yeah. like wanted to approach it like what is yoga like you know yeah. how should they apply it to their lives why would they yeah. do it things like that so like in the most I guess the way that to me has sort of made yoga not just this one 60 minute physical class 
So yoga, like, the meaning of yoga is unity. So you break down unity, and unity to everyone can mean something slightly different. But to me, unity means unity of the mind, the body, and the soul. So immediately you understand that yoga is not just one component of that. It spreads out into, like, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, okay... If you didn't want to engage in like the physical practice, that's totally fine. The reason we have the physical practice is so that we sort of like release tension from the body so that we can sit in meditation for long periods of time. That was the sole reason why the asana practice was created. Mm -hmm. Because yoga traditionally was just meditation, just sitting and being with ourselves. And the breathing component obviously comes into that. So everything that we do everything from the physical practice to how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, the breathing, the kriyas, which are like the cleansing techniques. So you've got things like um, tongue scraping, you've got the neti pot, which is where you have like lukewarm, salty water. (laughs) You can pour the kettle in or like the tube through one nose and it comes out the other. Mm -hmm. It's really nice, (laughs) especially if you have hay fever and you do the other side. All these things were to then be able to just sit in meditation undisturbed and reach a state of enlightenment and reach a state of samadhi. That's hilarious. I love this concept of ancient people being so fed up like oh my shoulders ache <laughs> yeah. i can't meditate like i've got fucked up sinuses <laughs> like how do we get rid of this yeah <laughs> yeah so like that's how you know it was all created but we've taken it so far away which i understand you know it's now like a commodity it's something you can sell meditation isn't as like sexy as like moving through poses or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it but the whole idea is that you can approach yoga from so many different angles if you wanted to you know you could take 10 minutes off your day just to sit and listen to your breath that is yoga you could take 10 minutes out of the day to just sit and listen to what's going on in your mind you don't have to empty it you can just listen to your thoughts and try to understand them that is yoga Mm -hmm. you can treat yourself you can treat others or you can treat animals whatever you want to extend it towards more compassionately try to understand their perspective try to treat them with kindness, not be reactive, not be violent or whatever it is. That is yoga. (laughs) You could do 20 minutes of a physical practice. You could do handstands if you wanted to. Again, like that's all yoga. There's so many other components. And one that I'm starting to really lean towards is something called yoga nidra, which is like yogic sleep. (laughs) It's so nice. (laughs) So like I I actually really struggle to meditate. I struggle to sit down because I just, I don't know, my mind and my body's like, I don't so for me yoga nidra is like the perfect sort of in between you basically lie down so it's like an extended shavasana shavasana happens as you know like at the end of class and it's just like five to seven minutes or whatever just lying and processing the physical practice was just happened listening to your breath listening to your mind um and it's a way to honor the practice as well so yoga sleep is essentially like that but you're, you've got your pillows, you've got your blanket, whatever, and then someone's guiding you through like a guided meditation, entering your inner world. And it can last anywhere between like 15 minutes, say, and like two hours. And it's a really deep, like awakened sleep, okay. which is so beautiful. And you come out of it like a little bit like trance-like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, again, that's another form of yoga, you know? Sleep. <laughs> you can literally <Amazing>. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> awaken sleep so you're yeah. like yeah anyone can do it and now you've got things like chair yoga mm-hmm. like i teach an 83 year old woman 
and she does yoga with me. Amazing. Yeah, and she like she's super mobile. Like she can touch her toes, but a lot of the stuff we do is just to help her feel more confident walking mm. and to feel more balanced because she's lost a lot of like proprioception and like nerve endings in her feet. So a lot of that she doesn't need to stretch like really her muscles are fine we need a little bit of joint work just to help mobilize but the majority of time we're sitting there breathing wow (laughs) yeah just to deal with like anxiety and like um grief from she lost her husband like before i started seeing her so just giving her different mechanisms basically that she can incorporate in her own life and i think that's the main learning that we should all take from yoga is that how can we take something and use it in our lives to help cope with certain levels of stress or emotional trauma i find that's like the unifying thing with all people that do it Mm. um and the people that don't really have a concept of it are all sort of ego driven Mm. um you know they haven't really got down why they do a thing like yeah so people that I know uh, this is gonna stereotype here, but uh, like lifting like weights specifically to get big, and it's like yeah. I want to get big, so I want to intimidate other guys. I wanna, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I have met other bodybuilders that are like I do it for me, so mm-hmm. I feel confident, so I can yeah, go to work, yeah. whatever. But yeah, generally with yoga, it's like I do it so that I can like process mm. myself or mm. like get blood flow around my body, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I just be a better person. Yeah, and I find like people in a place of growth. Mm-hmm. seem to be nicer to be around yeah uh, uh, compared to like people that just want to like, dominate and like, yeah i have this really like untamable aversion to people <laughs> that, <laughs> that want to be better than people or talk down about people yeah 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 so like heavily ego driven yeah and that's like the thing i think when people come to yoga they can get super competitive with one another like especially if you're very brand new to the practice because you're like I'm gonna outdo you I'm gonna outstretch you and I have like in the past you know seen students like in downward dog like looking around like (laughs) is my leg higher (laughs) whatever it is and I'm like I just just like give a little bit of time you know and like and then if I do see that kind of like behavior I'll be like right guys remember yoga is about yourself it's not about like competition it's not about the ego like accept for where you are remove that judgment blah 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 and it's just like planting those seeds but then you know if those students come back again and again and again you realize that their practice becomes more internal and more involved with just them yeah and they're just in a community with like-minded people doing what they want to do yeah and yeah you know a large part of an aspect of yoga is removal of the ego <laughs> yeah that's one of the most important things yeah for, for humanity is just yeah. the removal of, of self i guess yeah big um, time like, yeah, so I tried to talk about this with Kayla, Kayla mm. Grace when she was on, on the last episode, but she had a very short amount of time. Um, this concept that could capitalism work without greed and ego? Because, mm. like, it kind of works compared to the other models. Yeah, but yeah. But it seems to be being able to, like, we talked off camera briefly about, like, uh, Amazon and, and yeah. you know, Jeff Bezos and yeah. like, hoarding wealth and everything. Um, yeah. I think if people had this conscience they wouldn't hoard well you know the way you do or like yeah, they need yeah, yeah. to like have a fucking gold rolex or yeah. a, a yacht or whatever yeah be happy with what you have yeah. and like yeah not necessarily like feeding into that i guess that consumerism the materialism that comes with it and yeah i think like i think yoga can teach you a lot about being satisfied with what you have for sure but also like really sadly yoga is now such a big industry within itself Mm -hmm. you have so many brands selling like yoga mats yoga bags yoga props yoga clothes yeah 
and you look at them and you're like shit can i even do yoga if i don't have an 80 pound pair of leggings you know what i mean yeah. you're like yeah you really can <laughs> yeah, yeah. naked if you want but yeah, it's a thing too literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but it's like again it's like another industry that is growing so massive mm-hmm. and people feel like you know they can't participate unless they have that pair of leggings or they have the best mat my favorite mat is like 20 quid (laughs) and like it's been with me everywhere and it's still the best one that I've ever had and it's like compared to one that is like you know 110 pounds it's a lot of fucking money Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know when you're like average yoga class at least in Brighton is like 10 quid so it's like yeah it's just finding I don't know that balance where you have the equipment yes but it's not necessarily the most expensive yeah but it's a shame because obviously you can't control what other people think of you (laughs) yeah but it's also being comfortable within yourself to not you know get intimidated by that yeah and and yeah well that that goes the first uh intro into yoga is if you are intimidated by what people think of you then uh your ego needs to change immediately yeah yeah because you shouldn't um yeah yeah i I have found it quite hard to watch and i know Mm. lots of people in the yoga industry that are sickened by like the, the marketing side of it like, yeah you know, yeah i don't name any companies because uh, i get shit on but like <sighs> you know them suing people for like breaching brands mm. like loyalty or something like that yeah, and yeah, ruining yeah. people's lives because they're not using a certain fucking map yeah <laughs> like, oh my god yeah um, yeah it but, is crazy but then i wouldn't even class it as like yoga i just say that's just like chads like coming in like yeah you know if you're not gonna use on that then you you've breached contract (laughs) so true and that's like you know what this is the thing i've been speaking to grace again like a lot about this there is no regulation in the yoga industry Mm. which makes it super competitive but also quite a bitchy industry to be in yeah like because there's no regulation you are technically disposable and everyone like at least like how I work in Brighton I am hired by studios I'm not their employee Mm -hmm. I'm a freelancer so (laughs) they could get rid of me at any point Mm. similarly I could leave them at any point you know but there's like technically like no level of loyalty there because I am disposable but then I'm also like yeah I'm disposable in some way but there is not another teacher out there like me because I am me (laughs) and you're relying on the like community Mm. and reputation goes a long way too yeah yeah that's it Mm -hmm. and establishing yourself one of um, my friends Jordan when I first started teaching here he had been teaching for about I think two years Um, and he's like it takes about like two years to establish yourself as a teacher you know like especially in Brighton it's super competitive so he's like just hold out and that gave me like quite a lot of like grounding immediately because I was just like yeah I'm gonna start classes and they'll be like super busy this would be amazing and yeah that wasn't the case for like a long long time and it's you know I was in a new place it took a while yeah. for people to know me to recognize me to come to classes change their routine exactly change their routine for me which is like a big ask yeah. and yeah like that's always stuck with me and that yeah I think in a lot of ways like he kept me going because of that I was like, okay, if Jordan's been there and understood, he's obviously knowing what's going on. So I was like, yeah, hold out a little bit longer. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important to have people like that around. Yeah, big time. I, I tried to sort of go into YouTube and mm. um, well, just like 
online content years ago and yeah. uh, i didn't really have support people around me right and uh, i was dissuaded quite quickly um mm. and again i hadn't sort of processed ego and like yeah, yeah, i yeah. judged what people thought of me <clears throat> i shouldn't have shouldn't have cared and yeah but since, it's hard yeah, yeah especially when you're young right because yeah, like yeah. social things seem to matter yeah. but like, it really yeah. doesn't if you're young and you're listening it doesn't matter no. just uh, do what you want to do yeah and yeah. i found as soon as you start doing that um housefliers <laughs> um as soon as you start doing that you become happier mm. and then people start enjoying you more because you're authentic like, yeah yeah yeah. Like, oh shit and you, suddenly you've done loads of stuff like yeah and then i started this podcast uh episode one i was like oh he's like like you were saying with yours like he's yeah really gonna listen yeah but like i just do it because i want to do it like yeah, you know paint time. these manifest these scenarios like oh wouldn't it be cool to talk to i don't know like uh, a musician or something yeah and then, like three episodes later i'm talking to a musician so and i'm like cool. this is really cool yeah and then all of a sudden i can start asking people if they want to come on i've suddenly got a page full of content I'm like, mm. well, well shit i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah, cool. yeah. Like, uh, uh, and you could put that you could apply that to anything like if you uh i know okay it's all about me no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, like skulls the first skull i made uh, mm. i saw one online i was like i really want to carve one and see and it, it looked awful and i was just like yeah like, do you know what the first one will be bad like, yeah exactly just that. and then yeah, the second yeah. one still bad third one like oh i'm starting to get there and like yeah, i'm yeah. on like 10 now and it's like Sick. awesome like i really yeah. enjoy it yeah um so same for yoga i guess people like if if they can't even do like uh downward facing dog then mm. like you know in 10 classes you, you will yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you can't in 10 like then just ask for feedback i guess yeah or like understand the body a little bit more and yeah, yeah, it's such a good point because I totally get it, you know, it, it can be disheartening when you have certain levels of expectancies for yourself and you're like, what the fuck, I can't even do down dog properly. Mm. It's like there is no proper way technically to do it. Mm. It's like listening to your body and, you know, feeling what you need to do, what adjustments you need to make. But that is hard when you think there is a right and a wrong way how to do it. Mm. Like, I think sometimes people approach yoga very, like, black and white. It's like, this is how I should do it. This is how I should look. And then when they don't look like that, they're like, what the hell? But there are so many gray areas. <laughs> and, like, we also have to remember, and this isn't, like, super, like, spoken about, you know, when people come to class. <laughs> yoga was originally for 14-year-old Indian boys. Oh. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, they are very young very very supple and now we're in the western world we're now trying to do that do you know what i mean it's like and like i don't know people in india spend a lot of time in like a very deep squat so they're incredibly mobile in their ankles in their mm. knees and their hips so downward dog is like nothing to them <laughs> yeah. because they've got that ankle dorsiflexion their like legs can go like that whereas over here we spend a lot of our time sitting down sitting to eat sitting to work sitting mm. to travel everything's sort of stiff <laughs> so it's like yeah it, it doesn't compare sometimes but that is very easy to forget and you know you can't really bring it up all the time in like a class yeah just a friendly reminder yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you're so not 14 year old in your boy <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like you know it's just making that more like common knowledge i guess rather than being like yeah you'll only achieve enlightenment if you can do a handstand yeah <laughs> like, yeah no. i i enjoy what you just said because i was thinking about and trying to articulate it yesterday mm -hmm. um like exercising free will yeah like, so i very briefly did infantry training when i sort of left school mm -hmm. and um like i suppose that got me into the mindset of like 
everything has to be kind of uniform like you know right. you stand to attention like you all have to yeah. stand to attention the same way and like um but then i see it with other people that, that haven't gone down that route um where like let's say you do like a warrior pose like mm-hmm. you have to be exactly like the other person yeah um, and then like again pablo uh sort of teaching that you can express free will like if you don't want to do that certain move just lay down <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to do it differently or you're a lower or higher standard like do that like you yeah. have free will like, yeah this is big like, time. the point and like even with your work like you're freelance yeah you have free will yeah like we all have free will yeah However, like i know whether it's the government system or like mm. schooling or, mm. or like we all seem to have forgotten yeah so true and i think like a lot of that comes down to perceived judgment that you can you know receive from people if you exert your free will mm-hmm. like I always say to my students, I'm like, look, if you really don't want to do this pose or if you feel like you just need a moment to lie down or take child's pose, whatever, like, you know, comfortable position, just go for it and do it. Like, I'm not judging you, you know, I would do it. (laughs) But I can so understand how that's intimidating. And maybe they're like, I don't want to disrupt the class if everyone's doing a standing pose. I don't want to just sit and like do this. But I do have students who do that every now and then. They're like, no, you know what? This isn't for me or whatever. But it is like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is like intimidating, I guess, to do because you're like, shit, I don't want to be judged, you Mm. know? yeah it's a very interesting i like that way that pablo has described that mm. but it's it's so interesting you've obviously you've got to find a balance of like exerting that level of free will but then guiding your students safely in like an aligned way so finding the alignment in a pose a safer warrior too you know you want your front knee on top of that ankle at least that you don't want it falling in or out because the knee joint's unstable then mm. And that's an indicator that glutes aren't firing or adductors, abductors aren't firing properly. Mm. But that's going to look different in everyone. So it's like guiding them there and then maybe giving little cues for them to like self-adjust and just be in a safe position. Yeah. And then when they're in that safe position, do whatever the hell you want, you know, explore, figure out and see. But yeah, it's a real tricky like balance to find. Yeah. Yeah. It only comes with like practice and stuff and exposure to different clients and everything. Yeah, and their level. I, I find mm. some people just need to work it out like the hard way. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm particularly bad. If someone tells me to do something, I'm like, mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, and like, even yeah. if they're right or I'm right, like I had to work out who was right and why and how, and then like, oh, okay. then I understand the process. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think of an example of that. Um, so do you find it? Um, so when you go to like a yoga class, do you find it quite easy to be guided and told the flow what to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll get into, I'll sort of mimic what I'm seeing around me, mm-hmm. um, and and from the teacher, um, but I'll also try sort of different variants. I know. Uh, nice. So like downward facing dog. I, I watched the sort of a girl sort of like go from side to high, side, yeah. flexing her hips in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, why is she doing that? So then I had to kind of like try yeah. it. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. and then, like, reiterating what Pablo said about, yeah. like, you know, if you need to stretch a certain area, do it. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, this isn't like a rigid thing. Everyone yeah. puts a butt in the air. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> until everyone's done it, we stay yeah. in this pose. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, do it. So, yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I kind of like listen to the teacher, but I also kind of explore what other people yeah, are doing. Yeah. And then, and then start trying my own shit. And then, nice. oh, that doesn't work. Like, well, if I sound like that, my balance goes. And then, like, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, but that's just my brain being 
I like to problem solve. I really like okay, figuring so out how shit works. And yeah, like, yeah. For fun, I kind of like yeah. work out. I go on these <laughs> stupid websites where they, they tell you how like a microwave works, and then nice. um, you'll have to do like a little quiz after. Like, oh, sick. Uh, like, uh, no, no, a microwave works or a fridge because I hate yeah. not knowing. Like, it's, yeah. Like, and then there's some things I don't know. Like, I, I still don't understand how the internet works. Like, mm. <laughs> I like I, I know why, but I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but then that's like deep physics i guess like yeah for sure and, and electrons oh, um, interesting. <laughs> uh, but yes uh, that takes from yoga actually because i can't really do the whole like clear mind thing right you know, yeah yeah you should i've done it a couple of times where i'll like go into a flow mm-hmm. particularly at, like hot yoga because mm-hmm. like it it melts my brain yeah all of a sudden i'm like just listening to pablo like, yeah okay. yeah and i come out like hi and this is that was brilliant but the majority yeah. of the time i'm in class i'm kind of like thinking about like yeah you know, like I know how to balance or why that person's yeah, doing yeah. that. Or, yeah, breathing. Yeah, well, uh, that person's interesting. I wonder what their life is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, there's so many distractions. Yeah, yeah, which is why like um, Ashtanga yoga, which is one of the more like traditional forms of yoga, um, it's like a set sequence of poses. Every time you practice it, it would be the same sequence. And once like you know the sequence, you get like kind of like automatic with it your focus becomes your breath and then you enter like that flow state where you're just listening to your breathing and you're just moving automatically and it's this really nice like moving meditation but obviously that's one thing that like just takes a long time to get to yeah and you're so true like it's it's hard in like a normal class you know there's so many distractions (laughs) going on like all the visual ones what you can smell what you can see what you're listening to following instructions and yeah it's challenging which is why i think yoga nidra you would enjoy okay yeah so because you're like there is no distractions you can't see anything apart from your <laughs> eyes closed and like you either listen to you know whatever um the teacher's talking about and guiding you or you enter your own like mind and mm. see where it's at and stuff hell yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would i would struggle here because uh, every class i've ever been to the mm. seagulls intervene as soon as there's any quiet like <laughs> damn it um <laughs> so true yeah I, I really went down like a during covid like the mm-hmm. first lockdown particularly like a, a strong meditative like oh sick route. like i spent like three days just laying in a hammock really <laughs> like <laughs> excessive like i got to go to like the bathroom and my bed and stuff but um, yeah 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 like i kind of i fasted i, I oh, barely nice. like drank and i just um i just tried to like go inward yeah yeah you get to some weird places man like, yeah <laughs> like, what the hell yeah yeah big you time like hallucinate you can really like, like like different feelings like within your head it's uh it was yeah. fascinating and that that prompted me to explore like um uh accidental consumption of psilocybin um <laughs> <and mushrooms. laughs> it slipped uh, i thought they were shiitake mushrooms <laughs> and and that was similar so i was really? like you can, Interesting. you can reach states of Mm. whatever that is yeah. uh, i don't have the knowledge to articulate it properly um, yeah and i really enjoy people uh, talking to people that that, that do mm. uh, my friend nikki she she's pursuing like a phd in like ayahuasca and things oh and, no way yeah she wants to like combine it with art therapy and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. healing people <clears throat> yeah and she does this amazing job at like telling mm. me where she's been yeah and it's like whoa <laughs> but if you said it to like a regular person yeah there's just kind of been like, I don't know, working nine to five since school, 
never really done anything outside of like going to the pub yeah you know that kind of like regular routine for many years now has yeah. a couple of kids and then they start talking to you about like you know alternate states of reality yeah. like, <laughs> and they're like you're a bit weird I'm yeah like, i'm not like the, the world is huge the universe is huge if you really think about it like yeah it seems a bit much yeah yeah <laughs> so true like i can have this conversation with like you because i'm like-minded and like my circle of friends but sometimes like talking to my family about this like i have a tree frog or tattoo on my arm and that's because it's my spirit animal i like did a guided like animal trance mm. i was trying to explain it to my family the other day and they're like what <laughs> they were like so you just tell you what your spirit animal is i was like no <laughs> i was like it's just too out there for them yeah and like i'm like i also get it you know they've been told you know you finish school you go work nine to five you have your family you buy your house it's all very like boxy yeah. you know and then you um whatever and then to some suddenly have like <laughs> this kid telling them like oh my god yes it's like spirit animal we climbed yosemite and like there it was and all this shit They're like what is going on yeah, like she's, so, she's going through some stuff yeah she's like, like it's no, a I'm phase <laughs> yeah like yeah. i always knew she was a bit weird but yeah it's funny like i think brighton's good for that though like there are a lot of like open-minded and like-minded kind of people over here yeah. But every now and then you say something and people are like what oh yeah yeah and it scares me because uh, i've been mm. here since i was like 18 i think oh no nice. I, I came down yeah maybe 19 mm. i just i came down to visit my friend at uni uh he, he went to uni here i, did, I didn't go mm -hmm. i didn't have an education to go to uni yeah. um but i sat in his lectures <laughs> nice <laughs> Love it. it was great it was science i was like damn i wish i was yeah. at school yeah uh, i was dyslexic though. Mm -hmm. um and then i was like blown away by how like free it was down here and mm. just how unjudgmental people are so yeah, I, yeah. I stayed like away from my family i've reached struggle to like make a like a living on my own and mm -hmm. um but it's been worth it because it's just made yeah. me this humble sort of open friendly person but yeah, then when yeah. i leave brighton yeah and uh, there's been a couple examples like when um when i went home and i was like i don't know 23 or something i bumped into this kid from school and mm. uh, i was like you're right, mate how you doing and uh he <laughs> he was like proper builder yeah like a plumber and he was just like oh mate I heard you went to Brighton. Are you a faggot or something? And I was just like, Oh my god! I was like, Where do I begin with that? I was like, oh, like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Also, yeah. like, don't use that terminology. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, so I'm right. Okay, he's it's like just spinning in my head. Like, how do I answer this question? Yeah. Staring for a bit, and I was like, I'll go with like a polite response. Like, mm. Hi, man. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Um, no, I just moved to Brighton for work and yeah. then uh, <laughs> yeah he was just like oh what we all think you're gay and i was like back to the gay thing okay cool <laughs> so, like, well i'm not but like there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a gay person yeah, uh, yeah. i encourage it yeah. <laughs> maybe you should try it <laughs> yeah. and uh, my mum my phone had broken and my mum had lent me her pink nokia flip phone oh no and uh, and she rang me at that exact moment so i like whipped out this in a really flamboyant way i am very flamboyant and uh, <laughs> and answered my phone and he just sniggered and i was just like I fucking Whatever. hate this place. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Like you're sniggering at the concept of like two people loving each other. Yeah. Like, like, oh, there's two willies involved. Like, oh my oh god. My, come yeah, on, how <laughs> are you really like that backwards and thinking? Yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? It's scary. Yeah. So, and then and that's just like a retracted person, then you get aggressive people that are like homophobic. Yeah. Like, you're like, wow, really? Yeah. It's yeah, it's wild, like Brighton's just like accepting of like a load and load of you know people from like all walks of life and I'm so 
I think sometimes we are in our own little bubble. We leave Brighton and we're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> London is, to me is so aggressive. Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell? And like, I think that's where I first experienced like racism. Oh, wow. And I was yeah. like, that was interesting though in London because London's is still quite diverse. Yeah, it's meant to be like a in, like, loads of metropolitan yeah. utopia, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was really, really like bizarre to experience that. And like Brighton is just like, yeah, very different in all manners yeah. <laughs> of ways. So. It's a safe haven. I hope it never gets like tarnished. Yeah, 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 yeah big time. God knows where I'd go afterwards. I know. I'm like, no, it's just, yeah. I couldn't live anywhere else in the UK. Like, number one, because of the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, yeah, just a community, just the people here. Yeah. so friendly. I find the ocean is a really good reference point. And when mm. I'm inland, I'm like, I have no idea where I am. Oh my God, like, so true. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, in London, I'm like, I don't know where, like, my internal compass is. Mm. I'm so confused. <laughs> at least, like, when you look at the sea, you're like, yeah, okay, I know exactly where I am. <laughs> like, oh my God, I need to get him on this podcast um, <laughs> to talk about this specific that he went on a, on a he was basically kidnapped on a date. Oh, um, it, okay. Yeah, hilarious. It's probably torn rise things, maybe. He's, he's like six foot eight or something, mm-hmm. or 11. He's huge. So, like, the idea of him being afraid is, is not something I can really have sympathy for. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was, he was uh, on a date and she was very insistent that he came back to her, so whatever. And uh, he had to escape. It was just a dramatic thing. And uh, he did escape. Uh, it wasn't as bad, so it was just very mm-hmm. fun. And, uh, he, he didn't know where he was because he was just like piled into a taxi by oh. this drunk lady that wanted oh my God. He, was, he was too polite to say like I need to go oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah he had to work out his way home from the stars and the ocean <laughs> so, oh it's quite wholesome <laughs> that's, like, that's the coolest story ever yeah like, just jogging home jogging along the seafront like if I keep the north star to my right <laughs> I'll actually hit boss lady <laughs> oh Amazing. my god that Amazing. is pretty good yeah, yeah. but the sea like it's been such um, I don't know, it's a form of like, almost like escapism sometimes. Yeah. Like when I've had a shit time or I'm too in my head, I always find like, just sitting by the sea. It's mm-hmm. like a visual meditation as well for me, like just yeah. sitting and watching. It's just like, okay, let it all like, wash over you and go away. And like, it just keeps happening and sinking out your breathing as well to the sea. And yeah, it's just helped like so much over the years. Mm-hmm. That's like also why I'm like, if I leave away or like move away from the sea it's like a sense of like suffocation yeah and like there's no escape <laughs> so yeah it's just so nice to have it nearby especially like in this like weird covid year that we've had yeah. like thank god yeah. so lucky so many people <clears throat> were complaining about the lockdown like oh yeah we can't even go to parks like oh, yeah it just sucks i feel like imprisoned i'm like people down here don't give a fuck they're just like <laughs> sitting on the beach <laughs> And like the police are driving around like please go home like yeah. i'm nowhere near anyone i'm on a beach i paid council tax fuck you yeah, <laughs> so true yeah. but i was also like yeah sea breeze yeah it's like, it i away. challenge a virus to compete with the brighton winds it's, yeah <laughs> so true oh my god yeah, like, i'm gonna get in that body <laughs> nope yeah far away my my ex-girlfriend was from uh los angeles and mm-hmm. uh in like hot climate of uh, yeah. california and she also worked in costa rica so when she came here she had a brief moment of summer and then it was oh, like no. the windy days of brighton and yeah we were cycling along she'd screamed <laughs> so, she's like, it's fucking wind oh don't the amount of times that i'm like i have to be somewhere and the wind has like disrupted that i'm just like scream to myself <laughs> i'm like ah! yeah. it's so hard yeah 
Yeah. It can add half an hour to a journey. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Big time. Stupid. And it's just horrible. <laughs> like whenever, so the studio, Luna Wave. Have you been to Luna Wave? No. Okay. So it's like past the West Pier and the actual pier. It's basically on the seafront. Beautiful studio. But either going there, you'll either go there in the wind mm. or come back in the wind. Yeah. Like, so you're, there's no like winning. Yeah. There's dread either. Yeah. Way. And I'm like, I don't know what's worse. Arriving to class exhausted mm-hmm. and sweaty about to teach or finishing class and ex- getting exhausted on the way back home even more so than i am from already teaching i'm like this yeah. is no winning <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like damn it <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> how do i solve this but I talk to my friends like this and they're like just get a car and i'm like yeah but i moved to brighton when i was younger and i was spending all my money on rent so i never learned okay <laughs> like, leave me alone just because you live in the country <laughs> mum and dad fuck you. yeah <laughs> that's the thing and now everyone has those like electronic scooters yeah i'm like oh they're so fun but like people (laughs) who ride them just have no idea about the road i've seen some guy like actually on his fucking electric scooter on the main road i'm like dude you can't do that and then he's like on his phone and weaving i'm like (laughs) you're gonna get hit (laughs) and that's no one's problem but yours yeah Yeah. i I mean it's the stereotype massively but the only people i've really seen on them seem to be drug dealers (laughs) and they're always on their phone like yeah i walked two grams of water (laughs) <laughs> I mean, so true. Hundred percent, like, so putting effort on my bike. Like, come on, just trying to keep yeah. up. <laughs> like, damn it! It's shocking. It's um, funny. So, I want to talk to you about India because mm. you—that's you, where you learned yoga, right? So, yeah. Like, how was that? I haven't been, but I have always oh, no. wanted to. Do it. Yeah. So, I'm half Indian, but I had never been to India, so it still felt like I was very connected to like. Uh, my dad's side the English side of me the western side but I had never like really connected to that mm-hmm. the Indian side like obviously like my Indian family I would see them but actually being to India was never a thing that I had done so I guess when I did like was planning and looking at my training I was like I want two things <laughs> I want to go to the birthplace of yoga and I want to go to India And I was like, well, perfect. (laughs) So so I did some research and I found like a school, an ashram in Goa. I know Goa is not really like a true representation of India. Like it's super westernized as well. Like loads of German hippies in the 70s like moved over and they're just still there. (laughs) You're like, okay. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) But like in a lot of ways it is like, you know, it's part of India. It's still a representation of what it is. Mm. And perhaps in some ways it was quite a nice um slow introduction to India because my mum's always said it's just like so different like so incredibly different and friends who have been and whatever um not that I think it would be a shock at all but yeah it was like quite nice to go to Goa and I stayed with one of my mum's like cousins I think when I had just landed and she took me around a little bit and so I was like oh that's quite nice like I get the non-touristy kind of experience Mm -hmm. And then I went to the ashram. But yeah, I, I hate to sound like such a stereotype, but and it sounds like such a gap year thing to do. Yoga teacher training is becoming that like gap year, yeah, which yeah. is annoying. Um, a whole other can of worms. Um, <laughs> but like it was such um, like a life changing kind of experience, like yeah. in very like incredible ways. Like you are at this place we were there for our course was 26 days but it was sort of like I think I was and I ended up being there for about 28 days like travel the day before and like a few days after Mm. 
and you're there with the same group of people you spend from seven in the morning with them till pretty much like late at night you know doing the training learning eating together going out exploring and stuff and really getting to know them and the beautiful thing was I was like there was 25 of us but from everywhere mm. which was really cool like there was a girl from America a girl from South Africa who I'm like still really close with which is really nice a girl from Australia a girl from um South Korea wow. um three guys from Germany actually <laughs> but they like two of them knew each other one didn't I was like oh interesting quite a lot of people from Liverpool which was like really <laughs> random and like France basically like everywhere so it felt super multicultural as well and I was yeah. like oh sick you know like yeah all walks of life and you got to know them we were all different ages um all different paths in life like one was a professor at a uni I was like sick that you're yeah. here like wow <laughs> um and yeah we all just got to know each other and we got all very close and it was such like a lovely group mm. and even the teachers who were doing the training there was like there was no beef there was no arguments there was no drama with you guys you were all so wholesome I was like I know <laughs> it was so beautiful um but for me what was like super profound I was the youngest there so I was 21 when I went um no I lie there was one girl Jenna who was just a few months younger than me but yeah, we were like the youngest of the group, but we were never treated differently because mm. of that. It was like, we're all here to do the same thing, yeah. you know? Um, but what was super profound was it was the first time I had traveled somewhere by myself, not knowing what I was gonna walk into, not knowing anyone. And as a result, because no one knew me, I could be whoever the hell I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But that just meant I was being my authentic self. Yeah. Because at school, you know, I don't know, at school you have certain ways that you behave because you've been with those kids for a long time. Yeah. And it's very hard to change without, like, judgment. Even at uni, I felt like I couldn't be who I wanted to be just because of, like, the area that I was in. I was at Exeter. <laughs> it's just very, like, Surrey boarding school kind <laughs> of vibe. And I was like... And also just 98% white. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Very, very different. And I was like, I just didn't feel, I felt weird. I felt like the weird kid as well because I was like more into my yoga, more into my spiritual aspects. And people were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, we're going to go get grad jobs and then get houses. I was like, oh, okay. Um, So that was weird. But yeah, when I did my training, I was like, fuck all of this. Fuck everyone's like judgment. I am me. Mm -hmm. I can do what I want. I can talk act how I want obviously with like compassion and love to others but like my expression of myself Mm. now doesn't feel tethered or like held down when I wasn't holding back and I was like honest with everyone with how I was really feeling what I was really like what I'm into blah 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 and that was like such a profound um moment for me so when I came back to the UK I was obviously different and at the time Uh, yeah my ex-boyfriend was like what the hell and I had to get out of that for like multiple reasons but I think he couldn't deal with how different and how authentic I had become yeah um so that was really interesting and you know that's like I still have that kind of feeling and that's tethered into um my life now and my teaching now and it's just a continuous like expression and adaptation of who I am authentically obviously that changes with like your growth and your understanding of yourself but yeah, that's why it's so special. Apart yeah. as well as like being on the beach and seeing incredible sunsets. You know? <laughs> Just, it was great. The humidity. <laughs> yeah, really I was good. like, burn me. <laughs> yeah. I think there were that thing about growth um, and I, more recently and mm. particularly this year, 
I, I really only wanted to be around people that are growing because mm. they don't have this preconception of you and they understand that you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Whereas I found like this tethering to certain people that particularly my, my closest friends <clears throat> have been like withdrawing further and further away from them. Yeah. The more I've allowed myself to become myself, um, the less interested really they are in me. Like Really? Yeah. I mean, they still love me and they still want to talk to me, but like, yeah. I think I'm more challenging, um, yeah. more... Yeah. Um, inquisitive and curious mm. and 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 it gets into like some pretty heated debates yeah yeah um and it, that just comes from like they don't want me to be different to how i was i guess right and um, like their memory of you is different as well yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's two of the closest people i know uh so then when there's like people that barely know me but have this projection of me mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. i have to just write them out, like out of my my kind of my yeah. time I guess. yeah yeah um because you <laughs> yeah i like I change quickly like yeah, uh, you know sure. I, I jump between subjects and and like things of interest mm. I, I gain a load of knowledge in some things and, mm. and not a lot on others but yeah, yeah. um uh, one of the things i don't like doing is explaining myself like so you know mm. like, well, you don't really have an education in this to talk about this subject yeah, like you so. don't really know how much education i have because you haven't yeah. been with me 24 7 yeah exactly. like, i could have spent 90 days straight learning about this thing yeah, you don't yeah. know yeah yeah you <laughs> but, have no idea yeah, yeah exactly big um, time and as long as you obtain the same end information like particularly with science like mm. it's factual so if yeah, you learn yeah. the facts yeah it doesn't mean i don't know less than you no like exactly if you've obtained it differently like through yeah. university i may yeah. have obtained it through uh multiple different teachers mm. through the, the internet and, it yeah, just, yeah. and there's this weird thing like obviously the internet is not true because it's unregulated oh like God. yeah people have reputations and mm. you know like if i'm if i'm reciting information from like someone that has worked from NASA and put a satellite into mm-hmm. into the stratosphere and, mm-hmm. and beyond our solar system probably knows a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Give him credit. But yeah. I know Bob from like Margate that, you know, has his own YouTube channel with ten people, like probably same goes for me. Anything I say in this channel, yeah. don't take it as like credential. <laughs> like, I am a student of like life of learning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, you know, you don't just you don't just go for one source. You explore all the other different possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you then create your own understanding from that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know, it is funny when people have those like preconceptions and you're like, Yeah, but you didn't go to uni. So what? Like I went to uni and you know what, it's not equipped me for life. <laughs> yeah. Like it really hasn't. Yeah. And the way they taught it was shit. Mm-hmm. Like it was just at the end of the day it was a memory game. Mm-hmm. It was no application of knowledge. Yeah. And for some people their brains work like that, but mm-hmm. mine doesn't work like that. I can't just fucking regurgitate information on a yeah. page, you know. And I was like, it didn't teach me anything. I've learned so much more, like, life skills and understanding people from interaction. I did psychology. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's like you would think that I could, like, understand people from doing that degree. But no, it's from interacting with different people from walks of life and understanding them and having deeper conversations as well. I always, like, kind of refer to this kind of stuff as, like, again, like, I have, you know, my school friends who I love to bits. I see them every now and then. And, um, but it's all like, it's sometimes very like surface level friendship. Mm. It's like the majority of stuff you talk about is like, oh, what are you doing now? Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Do you remember that at Mm. school when we did this? It's all like kind of memory baits. And it's very hard to dig deeper underneath and like go into the surface. Kind of similar with my uni friends, apart from like one, like we can have deep, deeper conversations and it's not too much of a big deal yeah i'm like matt how are you truly feeling <laughs> tell me <laughs> what is going on and he's like very open and honest with me 
Um, but like my friends over here, it's, yeah, it's a lot deeper. There's mm. deeper connections, there's deeper understandings and there's no like real judgment. And I don't know if it's just because of people in Brighton or it's if it's just because I want to surround myself now with people who align with me. Yeah. You know, there's so many like variables. You, you attract it. It's like a weird yeah. natural thing. Like, yeah, 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 big time. People just gravitate towards you. Like, yeah. oh, this person's quite open. Like, yeah. Maybe I can talk about my feelings. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. they're being their authentic self. Shit, I feel comfortable enough yeah. to be like that as well. And you start seeing like them change because they've yeah. gone from like what you know they should have been to people yeah. around them and then they start saying things like oh no i actually disagree with that and then yeah like, yeah, yeah. Mm, i don't want to hang with that person anymore like, yeah you're yeah growing. yeah <laughs> excellent <laughs> it's so true like again kind of going back to my friend matt at uni we were very like i don't know i think we were both very insecure in ourselves mm-hmm. and we were kind of like we hated uni a little bit um but we're trying but we're told oh uni is the best three years of your life from everyone we clearly weren't having a good time (laughs) and like you know we just clearly weren't comfortable in ourselves and since leaving and since he's doing his own thing I'm doing my own thing it's like we've grown so much and it's so beautiful to see and now we can actually have like proper deep conversations Mm -hmm. I'm like and talk about like real shit not just oh my god do you remember at uni when like we went out for that one night and I'm like that bullshit I don't care about that I'm like I want to know how you are (laughs) you know (laughs) tell me about your feelings tell me like you know what you've been dealing with this week how you know so yeah it's really interesting to notice that but Mm. it's also beautiful to see like you said in your friends you're like yes growth (laughs) excellent very alienating though like particularly with work yeah um, Mm. because I'm I'm very like empathetic and Mm. like uh, I tend not to judge immediately and mm-hmm. uh, yeah you start seeing now my co-workers and it's like at what point do I correct you if you're like insensitive like do I at all yeah. like is it really my job to intervene in this part like uh, essentially I don't want to be around this person because it's yeah. like toxic like if yeah. someone I know so like working with guys uh, mm-hmm. particularly in like so I did security for, for a while mm-hmm. um, and oh like Man. <laughs> Yeah, not to stereotype fellas, but like, <laughs> yeah. And I see works. If you work nights for ten years, you yeah. get tired and like yeah. you you fall out of routine, and, yeah. and you, your brain does start to. Because yeah. I, I felt it happening to myself, which is why I got out. Mm. But I would be around guys that would make like rape jokes, molestation jokes, mm. uh, like just sexist and racist jokes. And I was like, sure. uh, I say jokes, they're not even jokes. They're just yeah. like things that they're reciting. Um, it was just awful uh, to, mm. to be around. And I was like, I don't want to be around it. Like, it's, yeah. And then I started beating myself up like I'm incensed or, you know, I'm, I'm too sensitive or like, oh, maybe mm. I should like just like toughen up and like, because there are yeah, horrible yeah. people in the world. Like, at one point we had yeah, the Nazis, yeah. you know, like, yeah. should, like yeah. my ancestors stood up and fought against them. Like maybe I should be like that. Maybe I should challenge them. And then mm-hmm. like, it was like this confliction in my head uh, a million yeah. miles an hour. Like, do you know, do I tell this guy, I think you're a piece of shit and I don't yeah. want it like yeah great I'm stuck with you for 12 hours but if you say another word to me about how you think women are weak yeah. I'm gonna lose my shit you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah essentially just made decision to get out mm. but I felt like I was the problem because right. there was a majority of people yeah. that found it funny to laugh about the yeah. idea of like raping each other and yeah. I was like it's not it's horrible like, yeah. I don't think you understand the consequences yeah, of yeah. the word yeah. and how that makes someone feel as it's being a victim yeah. it's it's awful and i just you know and i have stood up to it before and i've just been ridiculed in in a group it's it's so it's i find that so bizarre though because like if they've been in that industry for so long that's just a product of it like unfortunately and yeah they probably like i don't know don't see past it so 
and the, the, we, we say the industry is like security like you're meant mm. to be securing yeah. things you're meant to have like morals and honor and yeah. safety yeah really highlighted that's what yeah like in in a kind of similar aspect so i worked in a care home before um after uni and before i did my teacher training because no one wanted to offer me a job after uni i was like great where is that security um so i worked in a care home for like eight severely like physically and mentally disabled adults i like loved them to bits they were like really lovely people mm-hmm. what i struggled with was like um my co-workers majority of them were like 40 year old women mm-hmm. they were all incredibly bitchy to one another yeah. and really like had no level of compassion towards each other Mm -hmm. and even sometimes towards like um you know who we were looking after and i was like you'd fucking think in a care world industry (laughs) that there would be a level of care towards others and towards whoever the hell you are looking after but it was it wasn't like that it was like being back at fucking school Mm. like as soon as one person left the room, they'd all bitch about that person. I was like, seriously? Yeah. It was so toxic. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, had to get out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, wouldn't it be great if you could walk in the room and be like, hey, Margaret, like, you're bitching about Bethany because you're insecure about the way you look, her hair, like, you know, yeah. just add, psychoanalyze them, yeah. put them up on it. But they would just turn on you and it's mm. just, it's this outnumbering fear, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and like, that that's their insecurity, isn't it, coming through because they don't, like actually being told what they are like yeah <laughs> because then they have don't. to do the work exactly yeah, yeah. it's hard challenging you thinking that way or acknowledging that and, mm, mm. but yeah i suppose there's different types of people but yeah, again why i decided to do a podcast and online content because mm-hmm. i found i was wasting a lot of my time trying to change like one person at a time i see yeah uh by <clears throat> by like investing and then i would become this weird alien guy that wants to talk <laughs> about like the universe and yeah and morals and ethics and and uh philosophy so I was like, well, do you know what? If I just broadcast like my general moral code mm. and and how I feel that the world should treat each other, mm. then maybe more people might hear it and and get better yeah. at doing it or agree with me and feel yeah. unashamed to do it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just to to stand up when things are wrong. Like, yeah, big I, time. I've always made an example. It's never benefited me particularly financially. <laughs> like if, if in the work placement, someone mm-hmm. is unjust to someone or mm-hmm. outside in the real world, I, I'll always be the one to stand up. Like, um, yeah. even yeah. <laughs> like physical conflict. Like I got oh, a bit really? of a reputation for being <laughs> like a vigilante around here. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, because I was doing security. I had an SIA badge. Yeah. It kind of, you you're in link with the police so mm-hmm. you, you work on behalf of them without their ruling okay so yeah. you can like citizens arrest or you can yeah. like you know if you do intervene in something you mm-hmm. have the benefit of the doubt that you didn't initiate it right, right. So, yeah uh, so i know i watched some guy attack some like eu students getting on a bus like oh and he was he was like some horrible little scouser guy that mm. was like uh he didn't like that they were in england right because okay. they were spanish right yeah. so he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was saying he's gonna stamp on their heads and like acting out yeah, yeah. Like, he was drunk Jesus. in the yeah, middle yeah. of like Churchill Square he took his t-shirt off and it was and he wanted to hit the teacher and uh, I was really early for work so I stepped yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, yeah I didn't know if could, this guy was ripped I wasn't like, oh, man. so I, I managed to get him at an arm lock and pin him down yeah. and I just squeezed him until the police came but like, it was one of many examples where <laughs> I was just like do you know what I need to like yeah stand up for yeah. good here because i wouldn't yeah. be able to go to bed that night knowing that that teacher yeah. or student got hit by yeah some, for sure some evil person yeah um and good then time. i found in social groups and uh 
that when people don't stand like if someone leaves the room mm-hmm. and then like a couple of people bitch about that person like like in the care home scenario yeah um do you sit and listen to it or do you defend that person's honor or mm. do, you, do you tell that person do you yeah. like you're yeah, you yeah. a rat now like am yeah. i a rat or am i just defending honor like yeah. this is again yeah. like in a conflict yeah it's yeah i think that's really interesting like i don't know i don't think you would be a rat you know in your eyes at mm. all but the so, other yeah. people probably yeah. would see that way because they're not as in touch with how they're truly feeling or mm. themselves so they'd be like what the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah, like... you, you rat me out you're being evil <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like... <laughs> where is your moral compass mm-hmm. yeah so i think it's important to talk about like morals and uh and mm. you know self-sacrifice for the greater good like... yeah yeah but also boundaries yeah like as well i've also learned like over the years like if you have nothing if you <laughs> Have nothing else to say but bitch about another person that tells me more about you mm-hmm. than any conversation i've had with you because like there's nothing stopping you behaving the exact same way when i leave the room so yeah. i'm like i really don't want to be around you sorry yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah because like again it's like that surface level friendship mm-hmm. if you can't talk about anything deeper then why am i wasting my time you're just not a very nice person yeah <laughs> yeah but... that's shunning so yeah, mm. I do like to look at it from like an ancestral like evolution point. Mm. Like why did we develop this like incessant need to like bitch about people, right? Yeah. Where did that come from? Interesting. And it's to like get you on like a higher tier in the social group than that person. Because mm. if, if you do it, you know, you get enough people and that yeah, yeah. especially if they're competitive, like as a as a mate or on, yeah, the, on yeah. the food like, yeah. intake, right? Um if you can get rid of them quick, just through words, <laughs> you don't even have to interact physically. Oh, like, so true. Then they're gone. Uh, you know, uh, and it's the same for like monogamy like if you can trust that person mm. and you know that your offspring is yours mm. uh then uh then all good but if someone's like a, a prolific yeah, cheat mm. then um like, you, you can't really trust them so then they're yeah, shunned yeah. from the group again yeah, so yeah. if you were like spread a rumor you know there's all these like mechanisms that human beings have evolved to like climb the social ladder but does it really matter if you're at the social ladder at the care home <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly <laughs> or tesco or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. very interesting when you try like break down that kind of stuff mm. and like you said we are just like we are just primitive beings aren't we we still have those drives but it's just morphed really strangely now mm. with, like the real world and stuff yeah <laughs> so kayla grace and she's on made this interesting point because mm. i i also did it where she said she's in her head she lives like she's in a movie like oh, like she yeah. um or she exercises that that thought pattern mm-hmm. uh and it makes her like be- make better decisions and, and mm-hmm. like pursue certain things like uh, mm-hmm. even if she thinks they're unrealistic or whatever mm-hmm. um and yeah i, I kind of do the same but not as a movie more like when i started looking at spiritualism and kind of mm-hmm. like okay so i don't believe in heaven i think it's a ridiculous concept like yeah. you know, i talked about that previously so um <laughs> i think you know but particularly like maybe ancestrally there's like a like a, a viewing mm, <laughs> you yeah know, like we're you know consciousness maybe if it's infinite mm-hmm. um you, you go to another place and like perhaps we all get to experience live through our lives or, mm. or take it in turns or, or yeah, yeah. um or just we all get to have an input but mm. i think overall the reason we're good is because you do what do to others as you wish others do to you yeah so i have this kind of like constant like what would my ancestors or like my if i were to look back with mm. with someone like my soulmate like hey let's yeah. look back at our lives like yeah what's this point like oh you're doing what <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you didn't stand up for that guy like, yeah well, then i would feel like a piece of shit so i always yeah. feel that i should you know well, it's not even like oh i should it's like yeah. i would want to 
show that person like a really good time and yeah. apply that to my life at all times. Yeah. Um, I mean, last night was shameful. I watched uh, uh, Star is Born and ate chocolate and cried. So, like, like <laughs> you know, <if> watching <laughs> watching my life back, I'm like, fast forward that bit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Weird, Alex. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> so true. Traumatizing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I like that, and what you were saying about you know streams of consciousness. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, Vanessa, and she's like, she's a very grounded individual, very like comfortable in her expression of herself and in touch with like her emotions. She's actually writing like an oracle deck at the moment, which is so exciting. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was having a little bit of a shit time, like, in lockdown 2.0 or whatever. And she was like, okay, so, like, when I have things like this, I try to understand it, you know. Number one, she gave me a couple of different things. Like, what I try to do is, like, if my friend was feeling that way, how would I then talk to them? Mm. Obviously, you would do it with love. You would do it with kindness, without judgment. So she was like, try to talk to yourself as a friend, number one. She's like, secondly, try and remember as well, like, these emotions, as they come up, yes, they can be like shit, they can be painful, you know, whatever. But try not, like, dwell on it, understand that it is just a passing feat, and it will pass, whether in, like, ten minutes, an hour, a day, or whatever, it will just pass. Mm -hmm. Try not to hang on to it. And almost, like, look at it like your body is separate from your consciousness. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people do, like, you know, talk about that way, we are just a vessel, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, try not to get overly attached, like my main kind of thing is like I have shit with like body dysmorphia and eating disorder so it's very like physically attached to me yeah so she's like try to look at it from like okay my body is this from the unconscious perspective and it's here to hold and be my home Mm. so try and understand it a little bit better from that perspective and I was like shit why are you so damn wise (laughs) this is why I'm friends with you do you know what I mean so like it was like really like interesting to hear those kinds of perspectives and like the whole the body the consciousness and yeah. Instead of being around someone that's like, nah, I think basically yeah. you're a pretty girl, but but when must be muscava? Yeah, you're like, oh, particularly damn. Maybelline brand. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, it's like having those friends that listen to you. That's oh my god, that is something that I really value as well. You know, when you can tell people are really listening, and you're like, you're taking on board what I'm saying, you're understanding. Mm. And you're there. <laughs> yeah. Like too many times I'll be talking about something to someone, I don't know, like from the past and it'll be like, Meh. and then they'll relate it back or they'll like only speak about their experience and not really understand me. Yeah. It's an example of why I... <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> and like I get, you know, sometimes you do have to do that in order to relate and understand where they're coming from. But when that's constant as well, you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is so yeah. I struggle with them. I call it non-consequential advice, where the person mm-hmm. just has a solution for what you're complaining about, without <laughs> anticipating what yeah. that would, you know. So, yeah, so yeah. particularly with like the jewelry business, so I explained sort of off camera about like how competitive it is, mm. and like it doesn't really matter with the tools and knowledge that I have yeah. what I do. I can't compete with like slave labor in China, mm, yeah, yeah, or, or just like low wages in, in, mm. in wherever it's made. Um, because it's expensive to live here and uh, materials are expensive and, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, so yeah. you, uh, people ask you how you are, you you explain openly, like, oh, I'm really struggling with yeah. like, my business or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, oh, you try this method, this method, this method, and this method. And it's just like, you're kind of assuming they haven't pursued these ideas. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. kind of like, is a bit patronizing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and second of all, like, you haven't you haven't anticipated this or, you know, like, uh, the, the like the hard work, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, for someone to say like, oh yeah, just, um, just do this. I, 
like example before i even had my website i even knew how to make a website mm -hmm. so i was just like oh you just gotta get on a website and uh, and just get it up there so people can buy it and then um you know get it seen do advertising and, and advertise it and that's how it's done as you know it's how tiffany's does it and i was just like okay right alex don't retaliate like, yeah 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 like take this on board like mm. maybe maybe they are right and it's like okay so then i taught myself how to build a website and i so, did that and then i uh, seeked advice on how to get stuck i did that i asked my friends to help with the photography and did that like already i've done more than this person and just yeah like, i'll just build a website yeah and i was like maybe it was easy to them to the con in that concept but then you mm. like get down other routes like uh you have to pay a substantial amount of money for advertising like there's also algorithms there's mm. also google like mm. analytics there's also mm. like you can't just put something on the internet and people will just you know build yeah. it and they will come yeah, because it's, exactly. it's manipulated right yes yeah. uh, intentionally uh, for, for profitable gain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, pursuing someone else's non-consequential advice wasted me a shit ton of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I yeah. should have just chosen my instinct, knowing mm. I just hadn't articulated it in a way, because I knew that, that was these were the problems I'd come into. Yeah, yeah. But I was hearing from their side why did, I was just a lazy person that hadn't thought of these well, things. Well, that's it. It's, it's like, it is patronising. It's kind of offensive. You're like, you're assuming I'm being fucking lazy yeah. when, like, I'm not, I'm working so fucking hard to try and make something out of this, you know? Mm. And you're just being, you're just dumbing it down. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hurtful when people are like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool people are on the straight away. Like, non-consequential advice. Like, what? <laughs> Leave. Like, <laughs> you just explain to them, like, oh, non-consequential advice. <laughs> like, you're a weird person. Like, yeah. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so, but yeah. are they weirder for not being, you know, deeper in your mm. understanding just living a very superficial life yeah mm. and it, another inner conflict so many inner conflicts yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's so kind of like do i do i get angry at this person or i don't do i be empathetic that they just yeah, they haven't understand. got to the thought process they haven't been pushed into that mm. like mm. decision because at one point i was this floating human being that was just like do do, do video games and <laughs> yeah like yeah i guess so and so is going to the pub i'll go to the pub too yeah like, oh my yeah. wages came in i'll spend it like yeah yeah you know, yeah this this stupid person um, yeah. And I still see people at like thirty five or it's even like automatic, in it fifties. Yeah, just pursuing yeah. these. They never really thought for themselves, and then I don't know what prompted me to do it. it yeah, was just like hardship and problem solving. Like, yeah, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> crap. You know, suddenly, I'm like, like face all these things, and I overcome them, and it, you know, you have to think on them, and it's just mm. long periods of time thinking that allow you to become this sort of deeper thinker. But yeah, I often go too far, and that's a hindrance too. So there's like a limit, right? I know. I, I feel <laughs> that my mum was like, I spoke to her something about something recently, and she's like, "All of you think too deeply sometimes." I was like, "Yeah, in some respects, I really do. Like, mm. I have a very over like analytical brain." And it's incredibly logical to like my own detriment sometimes. And I'm like, all oh, the different possibilities. <laughs> but I'm like, are you just saying that because you don't think as deeply as perhaps I do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my mum, like she speaks her mind, <laughs> like whether it's good or bad sometimes, but she does like think about stuff deeply. So I'm like, yeah, but you do think you do have like that knowledge, that concept. You're very aware of yourself. Mm. Am I just a step too far? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> Wim Hof refers to the reptilian brain yeah. the inner brain like one doesn't really articulate things yeah um, yeah and then you've got the other brain that just like is on problem solving yeah and uh, I've, I've kind of taken different information from different people mm. about like what that is and like there's loads of different names for it but essentially it's like the brain is two things mm -hmm. um 
there's like the creative and like the the autom- autonomous side yeah. that does stuff and then there's like the thinking mind mm-hmm. um there's the two simplest ways i can i can put it and then you measure the two brains together mm-hmm. um not that it's the left and right it's more like amalgamated but yeah. let's say the left and right in this instance and uh, i find my creative brain is like the one i like <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i can sit down there's no language like yeah. so when i had phil on here we talked about language it's like there mm-hmm. is no in a monologue with a creative brain mm-hmm. it just does things mm-hmm. and it's silent and it is in control of my 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 body because if i <laughs> if i decide to to do something um and then i just don't do it mm-hmm. how, why <laughs> like, yeah why yeah this? yeah because my the other brain is like uh cognitive dissonance where i just i don't do it yeah um, but the, the narrator is in charge all the time and it's it's incessant like you say yeah. like over analyzing all the time yeah and it, it gets tiring and it exhausts you mentally and that exhausts you physically. It mm. can change how much intake you get, like your appetite. And, yeah. Um, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like controlling it. Yeah. We're equipped with these tools like yoga and, yeah. and Wim Hof's breathing to breathe mm. like that away. You literally breathe it away. <laughs> oh, man. You're like, it's so funny you bring that up. I just finished a book called Breath by an author called James Nestle. Ah. It's so good. Like, just it, It's just a really, really like lovely book. And it's basically like why are we the worst breathers in the mammal kingdom <laughs> i was like yeah but he d- basically goes around and like re- does so many so much research over 10 years with he calls them like pulmonots mm. so like um breath scientists <laughs> really interesting and how like it's such a hidden um gem mm. like you can do you can eat as clean as you want it to be you can exercise as much you can get your eight hours sleep but if you breathe badly, you know, then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. And it was like he was talking about all these different things. And like Wim Hof obviously came up and um, the different breathing mechanisms. And I've done like a little bit of research into it. And like I'm probably going to not do it justice, but different ways. And obviously this ties into yoga. But if you um, you have something called your nasal cycle. Mm. So it depends. It can be from like half hour to about two hours. And um which it changes like which side is more congested or which is more blocked off so literally like try it now so like block off your right so breathing in and then try the other side one will be slightly more congested than the other so that's your nasal cycle and they're like oh okay so if your left one is the one that you can breathe through right now that will stimulate your right side of the brain yeah yeah and then if it's like i'm breathing more clearly through my right that's stimulating my left side of the brain even more so that's why sometimes we have periods of like more logical thinking Mm. or more creative moments in time and that can be again like anything between 30 minutes to like two hours yeah and like every now and then i'm like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is why i'm feeling like so buzzed to be like creative right now and stuff like it's really really interesting to read that yeah so right um like literally just google like the nasal cycle and just start like reading into that yeah james nestor james nestor yeah Yeah. and he gives like a bunch of different like breath techniques that you can do work with different things and stuff like that and even in yoga you have like um your sun breath and your moon breath so your sun breath works with the more masculine side of the body which is right nostril breathing it's more energetic it's stimulating the left side of the brain (laughs) and then left nostril (laughs) breathing is like your moon breath the more restorative the more feminine right side of the brain and it's like wow. logic is more masculine these are just energies they're not gender related yeah. and then like um creativity is more feminine wow. and more calming more restorative i've definitely got my right brain 
decongested. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, I did these uh, inhaler sticks. Like, yes. for me to focus, I have to like just. Oh no! <laughs> like <a drug> addict. <laughs> Stimulate the senses. Yeah. Yeah, really like interesting, and then but then sometimes I think way too deeply about that as well. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> mm. And then when I say that to someone who's not ready for it, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, like I breathe through my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <you're> like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. All these default settings that you mm-hmm. don't even think about like when I, I i run a lot and then when i run i like <gasps> breathe through my mouth because yeah. it like fills my lungs yeah, and yeah, i feel yeah. fucking great and yeah i had coached you on and he was just like don't do that yeah because yeah. you it just gives you anxiety it pumps you yep. up like, yeah big time because you're in flight mode mm. and i was like well it probably explains why i get like pumped running and i'm like i'm unstoppable just fucking like <laughs> run go. for fuck it's through 12 miles and then i get back and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's oh, it God. there's like no <laughs> balance yeah it's so funny like that's it like mouth breathing is such a bad trait that we've developed and we've developed that because <laughs> james nestor again like explains it so much better but we've basically entered into a state of like disevolution mm-hmm. as our brains got bigger um you know they're holding more information and whatever it is our facial structure started to change yeah so our mouths got smaller the mm. roof of our mouth collapsed a little bit our nasal pathways got smaller nostrils got smaller so even though we were like like evolving in our brain our mouth and our breathing system was getting fucked <laughs> so that's why so many people breathe through their mouths yeah but um you're so right what coach she was saying like that sharp inhale we take in too much oxygen now mm. so that is like a feeling of suffocation and it stimulates the sympathetic system yeah. so then it's like what we really need to focus on is the long exhales mm. and like getting everything out Clear. and stimulating parasympathetic and rest and recover Hmm. it's so interesting when you start like learning about this and like every time in my class i'm like guys remember to breathe (laughs) and i say it for like two reasons for like the like the research that i have been doing and understanding more about it and obviously the component that it is you know yoga is also about your breath but also because i didn't breathe for four years in my practice Mm -hmm. i'm speaking from like experience (laughs) i'm like you have to breathe (laughs) don't make my mistakes yeah exactly it makes it so much easier yeah yeah really interesting it's so interesting and needs to be like conveyed to people like mm. to have this because i was it and I, i'm terrified if i go back to it through like financial circumstances or whatever yeah. like I'm, I'm literally like hanging on by a thread just like yeah if yeah. i can make it it'll be fine yeah yeah <laughs> otherwise it's like yeah like i don't have a transferable job skill mm-hmm. like making jewelry applies to being a goldsmith but like that yeah. industry's full of I've exhausted it down here. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard. So, like, I didn't have a non transferable school, so I have to just take up something new, which means a low paid job. Yeah. Starting from the bottom. Anyway, I have this fear of, like, stacking shelves again. Because I remember right. when I did it, like, you would see shadow breathers, right? They'd just be like, putting things on shelves because it's so mind numbing and shelves need to be stacked but i think there are ways to make it tolerable yeah and maybe um tone it down like supermarkets like you know yeah yeah like oh going just back to when i was 17 i did work experience in tesco and they were like oh it's four o'clock ramble make sure you pull everything to the forward part of the shelf like what so the customer can just push it back and get like yeah yeah and just like just not seeing sunlight artificial light all day mm, oh uh like no air like just it was just it was just horrible it was just yeah. a horrible environment and yeah. i would have chosen to do any i quit that job and i took up a job on a building site right mm. and uh, do you know what? it was the hardest work ever yeah like digging a foundation for a house oh, that's like time. six foot high yeah. but i could breathe and i yeah. had sunshine I, and at least you rained. were being like physical as well mm-hmm. yeah. moving my body yeah 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 big time and i was like oh my god like retail is prison yeah (laughs) 
Oh my days, so true. Like no wonder so many scaffolders are just ripped as well. Yeah. <laughs> just like okay, because <laughs> it's yeah. so physical. Mm. But yeah, like I can't. I went to Tesco the other day, and you know, like uh, whoever works there, they have a badge. It's like been here since. I saw one which like been here since ninety four. I was mm. like, oh my god, yeah, that's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I you know I don't know their full story. I can't judge, but like yeah, that's heartbreaking to see as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like man. Yeah, like even if like let's say, I mean there isn't anything wrong with that job. It's an essential no. job, but you're a key worker. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it is needed. It's just like it's the way the management hierarchy construct the job role is mm. just uh, unbelievable. Like yeah. shops with like windows or like yeah, you've got fifteen minute break, and that that mean doesn't mean like you start a minute before, a minute after, <laughs> and if you come back late with you know dock your wages, oh uh, my yeah, God. it's just like it's horrible, oh, isn't it? Yeah, and, like, it's like how do those people progress as well? Mm. Like. You know, if you've been there for that long, you would think you'd be higher up in management by mm. now. And it's just like you're trapped and yeah. you can't. Yeah, it's really sad. It's yeah. fucking horrible. But mm-hmm. yeah. Goes against yoga. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, no. Everything about this is yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yoga is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I'm glad we've agreed on all these things. Mm. Um, I, I always have this anticipation that I might be a bit too weird for my guests. No. Uh, so, yeah, that's something I'm trying to change. Yeah. <laughs> overall, I'm a nice person. And you are too. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so we're an hour and a half. Uh, we can choose to do a little bit more or um, yeah, or end it on a on a last question. Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Okay, we'll draw it in. But we'll probably talk for another 30 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> um I get oh yeah so I asked my uh, my Instagram feed for questions but mm. because I posted it at like eleven o'clock at night because I got caught up watching <laughs> the stars born um, no one answered any so I came up with my own question okay. uh, which is what advice you would give to uh, to people that have absolutely no insight to yoga mm-hmm. um, but are interested I, mean, I suppose we've already kind of touched on that yeah but the beginning. I think maybe the f- the first thing is I would say is be curious that's what got me started I was curious about my body and what it could do and what it couldn't do as well I think it's important to make that distinction like okay yeah you can do some things but you can also not be able to do some things that's room for growth it's room for understanding so being curious and just from there you start figuring out okay maybe I could do some online classes obviously in this COVID world right now (laughs) online classes is a way to go there's like a wealth of stuff that you can find on YouTube shameless plug I'm on there anyway so if you wanted to like (laughs) you can (laughs) but do you know what I mean like you don't have to just go for me like there's this one channel yoga with Adrian she's got like millions of videos on there she's like the OG online youtube yoga teacher so you could start off with her i know she's got like a bunch of like beginner kind of classes you could do some research in your local area figure out what studios are available what kind of teacher you feel drawn to if you feel really drawn to one like specific teacher maybe inquire about their classes maybe inquire about one-to-ones have a foundation try start off from there but also yeah don't be afraid to do like your own research and just dive into it a little bit more I know that's easy for me to say because like this is my world and I live and breathe Mm. it 24 7 and it like you know as someone who's not exposed to it it can be super intimidating as well and there are like I hate to say it but there are you know a lot of barriers um that can prevent people from starting yoga Mm. like whether that's financial it's expensive to go to it's not necessarily like um it's not a necessity Mm. it's quite a luxury 
unfortunately to be able to practice yoga like like to just go to a studio to go see a teacher um you know there's like demographics whether you feel represented Mm -hmm. with your age with your gender with your sexuality with your ethnicity whatever that may be um your location as well whether there are i mean in brighton we're so lucky there are literally like four yoga studios in like a hundred meter radius in some pits you're like wow (laughs) so i guess as well you know that's such a good thing like that's why the online world has been great this year you can practice at home and not have to travel so that like despite there being barriers there's also a lot of like available content out there so i guess it would be like be curious and then just start discovering stuff for yourself within your immediate reach and from there but also just yeah don't be too harsh on yourself when you start Mm. practicing because the thing that's like worth remembering is that everyone has to start from somewhere you know and it's only going to get easier but it's very easy to be like why aren't i good at this right now (laughs) you're just like damn it they can do that why can't i do that it's like yeah different life circumstances and like to me yoga is like become very consistent very not easy but i'm comfortable practicing it because i teach it a lot in the week and i practice it myself i've got six and a half years behind me but when i do like a new sport like um i remember the first time i did climbing i was like why am i so shit at this Mm. olive you've never done it before like calm down (laughs) like you're going to get better the more you do it (laughs) yeah you're like but (laughs) ego (laughs) you're like come on you know let me like it takes time it takes practice it takes energy refinement you eventually get there and then it becomes like this again moving meditation kind of thing Mm -hmm. but every now and then i do like to challenge myself with something that's physically very different just so i get that like ego check in place Mm -hmm. as well it's the equivalent of opening like an advanced physics book yeah on day one and being like oh that you know yeah (laughs) just know like i've got a long way to go yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah uh we didn't even go on to bothering (laughs) <laughs> no that's cool um kind of want. yeah so uh, going quickly back into into mm. our previous topic i would say like consistency and like acknowledgement that failure isn't failure isn't like this ending thing Mm-mm. like oh, i fucked up like, yeah I, I can't do it like, yeah. you know, just, yeah, yeah. Like, i don't care what your circumstances are mm-hmm. you can yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah you can and if, yeah. if you make there are ways even if like and, and you can when i say things like this people argue immediately and i always try and like preempt the, the argument mm-hmm. uh, and, and try to uh, articulate it like i'm failing to do now uh, so even if someone says like in a disability sense like mm-hmm. oh oh there's not a way for that person it's like like no matter your circumstances you are able to pursue something that you want to do even if that means asking for help, having mm-hmm. assistance, or even mm. if it's just like articulating it, yeah. like, even if the only way you can do it is to like through a fictional mm. create it or in a manifested inside yeah. your mind, like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm probably never going to be confident enough to to sing on a stage, mm. though I have friends around me that are amazing singers, yeah. and I crave to, to do it. I just, yeah. I'm not, and I don't think I ever can be, and like right. you know, in my image or whatever. Like, yeah. If I just suddenly start belting out songs, I think people would be like, whoa! <laughs> anyway, like yeah. go digressing massively, but I, in my mind, I can, mm-hmm. I can imagine that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You can, and then when, with that comes like this like sort of uh, feeler, and you begin to like, I oh, don't know, well, that's, 
my friend's got a guitar, maybe I can hold it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Can play a tune. Oh, can you and teach me like, something? Oh. All of a sudden, I can do a song. Yeah, uh, now yeah, I can yeah. sing at parties. Now yeah. I'm gonna sing all the time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the same. Like I think it's like, gotta start from somewhere, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I really want to get into boxing. Like when lockdown happened, I felt yeah. very vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've got strong legs and yeah. I run a lot, but my upper body isn't that good, and mm-hmm. I've lost the ability to like. Mm. and I don't get into fights but I have this no. fear of them because I've seen how bad it gets yeah, in the security yeah, yeah. industry For sure. so I was like I need to toughen up a bit so I was like why well, don't I have a punch bag and like punch bags are expensive I was yeah. like oh, I don't even have space for it <clears throat> and then uh, yeah gradually I kind of like thought about it in a way until I <laughs> came up with solutions like putting uh, a six foot plank of wood wrapping that in insulation that yeah. was like five pounds or something yeah. and then coating that in duct tape yeah. and putting a chain through it fuck me I've got a bunch back <laughs> now it works and then I have yeah. my mezzanine bed I found a way like yeah. now I can box They're great yeah, brilliant yeah. this is like problem solving <laughs> but not problem solving if you don't give it an opportunity to, to generate in your head so yeah 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 if you can't do something you can <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, you just don't know how yet yeah that's um, it and it's like do i need to get more like formal instruction from someone who knows what they're doing yeah. or is it a case that i do the problem solving myself yeah, you know? yeah. And just figure it out from there but yeah i totally get that like um yeah like i said before like my friends are in the parkour world my boyfriend does parkour awesome. and like so i see a lot of their videos and i'm like i can so imagine myself doing it mm-hmm. and then i get to a spot and i'm like shit (laughs) i've like imagine like it's run over in my head so many so many times but it's like when i get there i'm like wow back to square one Mm. but it's fine i'm still learning and like i've had it in my mind so now i'm gonna attempt it and that's the thing like i feel like a lot of the time i have these weird like visualizations i'm like i'm gonna do that tomorrow and i will (laughs) and it's just like yes i'm so buzzed to just try it because it's in like the forefront of my mind that Mm. i want to give it a go and then, yeah, you get there and you're, like, pumped to go. And you're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going into bouldering again. Yeah. That's exactly what I found in bouldering. Like yes. Day one, I was just, like, so me and Matt, my friend, are obsessed mm. with Jason Momoa. I'm like, oh, he's just so yes. cool. I want to be like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I turned up thinking that I'd be able to, like, just climb stuff with just my arms. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then I came down with, like, shredded hands. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And, yeah. like, for someone that makes things, so I was like, I've just ruined my hands. Oh and, no! Um, like, so if I get chemical, like play with chemicals all day. Mm-hmm, so it's like, mm-hmm. if I get one in, it's like, so tiny cuts, like yeah. sores, and it's like, oh, that's that's gonna suck. Yeah. Um, and then like learning about chalk, I'm like, you need that, and and uh, yeah, I was like, so immediately like, day one, I came out of that lesson like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, I'm probably not gonna climb because I can't. I'm rubbish. Yeah, like, yeah. I ran out of stamina straight away. Mm. And then uh, yeah, just this like reflection. Like, mm. okay, take your time. Yeah. Like, just yeah. over a couple of months, you'll get better. Exactly. And all of a sudden, doing like six A's. Yeah, <laughs> sick. And yeah. it's so easy to forget when you see people who are just like flashing these climbs, making it look so elegant, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit, why am I like that? Oh, they've been doing it 10 years. Yeah. You know? Consistency. It's like, yeah. It's <laughs> consistency. It's like dedication, whatever you want to call it. But like, it's the fact that they've been doing it more years than you. <laughs> <laughs> But I find as well, like, bouldering, and, like, you think as well, like, it's such a primitive thing to do, to climb, right? Mm. You're like, why am I good at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least with yoga, it, it's not, in, like, natural. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. the movements that you do, they're not something that you would do in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just going to do a down dog on, like, a fucking cliff. <laughs> you would climb the cliff. Um. So, yeah, I kind of understand as well. You're like, I should be good at this. Mm. But, um. yeah, to me, like, bouldering as well, I feel even more present with my physical body when I do that than with yoga. Mm. I think it's because there's like a higher risk and higher consequence yeah. if I'm not present 
I'm going to fuck up and hurt myself. Mm -hmm. But it's also that problem solving skill that you've got to be so aware of. You Mm. can't just be like, what am I having for dinner? Like trying to figure out the next (laughs) hole. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. that's that's what I love about bouldering Mm. the most is that it's because I've spoken to people like, oh, you do climbing, don't you? And it's just like, there's so much more into it than that. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I could briefly gob off about it to my audience (laughs) that don't, you know, acknowledge or love bouldering, it's you have to face a climb it's a certain route but it doesn't matter how you get to the end really mm, as long yeah. as you as long as you follow yeah. the rules of like the start like mm. put your hand on on this and this and then yeah you can begin and uh it's like a physics and math problem mm. like uh and then what comes with that is that people then back and forth like their ideas which mm. real builds community yeah yeah, um, yeah. And you get support when someone tries something fails and mm. then retries it mm-hmm. uh and then when you so there's one route I knew I knew how to do it. I just couldn't physically do it. Yeah. So at what point do I stop and give up, or do I just carry on? And yeah. <laughs> I got some mad reps from my friends because <laughs> I would be known for just turning up to the wall yeah. and throwing myself at that particular route. I was like a root hog actually. It's in a bad way, um, but I would into the point I was drenched and I would overcome yeah. it eventually. Like four or five hours of just like yeah, and it's all like the ones where you balance as well, mm. like and. What comes because climb something is strength like you can mm. run out of energy you can have to refuel or whatever yeah. but when it comes to balance that is focus yeah and yeah, like, yeah. And, and breathing and like yeah. internal stuff and like you move your stomach muscle by like half a millimeter like, yeah and then you can touch the edge of something and then yeah you're, you're like yes oh, it's yeah so good and that's like it's so fun because you've got so many different styles in the center as well you've got your slab you've got just a normal wall you've got like the overhang and like the comp wall and it's like there's so many different ways like (laughs) like whether you want to make it more dynamic or like slower more intricate and more like techie (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and it's just like yeah there's so many ways to like challenge you Mm. know with all of that yeah it's so beautiful i love it consequent like we said about consequence like Mm. because there is consequence for your action and and that Mm. transfers to life because like, a lot of the time when I think about something I'm like yeah I could do this this and this and then when I go to do it I'm like oh fuck <laughs> like I didn't think of it like I actually have yeah. to do it like yeah, that's going to yeah, take yeah. energy and time and like yeah. income like oh I really so when you st- I found when I started doing bouldering like and mm. the consequences of me like doing this move could mm. potentially be like leg breaking <laughs> yeah well that's that's it right mm-hmm. and like yeah just understanding and then that's why the whole like mental component and fear comes into it and like why you get on the wall you know you're physically capable but your brain's like stopping you you're like Mm -hmm. shaking and it is like that consequence it's like shit i need my body to work Mm -hmm. if i break something i'm gonna be out of work i'm gonna be out of income you know what i mean so it's like it's gonna hurt (laughs) yeah and it's gonna hurt and yeah so yeah there's like it's like again just knowledge as well and being mindful with your stuff and that's why it is such a moving meditation because mm-hmm. if you're not present then the consequence is so much higher yeah and like learning from that but. have you ever sustained a bouldering injury no i don't think so i think when i first started um the tendons like in my bicep and forearm would really ache mm-hmm. like all in like my elbow joint and it's because, like, they just hadn't really been used like that before. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And, like, yeah, so in there, it used to ache for ages. I don't think it was, like, tendonitis, but it was, like, just what is going on. Yeah. Um. No, but I managed to, like, mess up my shoulder at the beginning of, like, January, so I couldn't really climb with it. It just felt, like, really shit. Yeah. Um, but luckily, touch wood, 
never had like any real bad injury because you're present because i'm present (laughs) (laughs) exactly i only had one and i I throw myself off the wall like from the top i jump down yeah Yeah, combat rolls everything yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna kill a kid eventually because they always run underneath you (laughs) oh my god so annoying yeah you never anticipate them yeah um and then the one time i hurt myself it was like a three inch drop like oh, I was no, trying to really? start something, put my full body weight on this yeah. slide, and it just went down, oh. and my ankle went. Oh no! Like, really? I thought I was tougher than I was. Yeah. Right? I, I, I was just like, ah, oh, if I get like a, an arm break or something, I'll probably yeah. just be like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. I like twisted my ankle badly, and I was like, my eyes welled up. I was like, ah, oh, fuck! I'm such a wimp. Oh <laughs> like, no! <laughs> I was like really angry at myself. I felt like faint. I was like, if it's broken, I'm fucked. Like yeah. I can't run. I can't Shit, cycle. So I can't like, get around now because. <laughs> it's wild like as soon as something happens you're like oh great can't do this now mm-hmm. fantastic yeah yeah it's annoying like and like like you said you jump off the wall from the top three yeah. inches and you're screwed <laughs> it's like what i've realized as well like sleep can screw you up mm. if you sleep badly you can wake up with a bad back a bad hip or like a bad neck doesn't matter how well you look after yourself and train yeah. sleeping badly can fuck you up it's so annoying <laughs> i'm like better pillows <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sleep deprivation is a killer. Mm. My friend Matt, he um, he we talked about it on the on the episode two with him. Um, <laughs> he had like four or five weeks of like no sleep because he really? was bad mattress. Right? Oh. He was just broken. And Sucks. I was worried about him. Like uh, I was talking to him and he was just this, like gibbering wreck. Like, <laughs> like everything was a problem. Like oh, I was no. just like you know, he was Bro. like trying to problem solve and I was giving him advice, but he was kind of yeah. like. It's sort of fading out just staring into space like, this man needs like bed yeah. and I had a spare mattress so he had to get yeah. and now he's like back to normal oh. he's like yay Matt's alive <laughs> wow just something as simple as like sleep yeah can like change yeah. the person it makes yeah, you wonder like yeah, all the problems in humanity <laughs> like yeah. why did Genghis Khan go across the world <laughs> like yeah, killing yeah. And, and murdering did he just like, need to sleep more yeah <laughs> he slept on like rocks like, yeah oh, well, that yeah. explains it guys yeah exactly <laughs> need <laughs> it's best thing we find any but... evil politician like yeah have you considered like dreams mattresses at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right i do you retract my comment <laughs> trump starts being nice <laughs> yeah can you imagine world would be a different place <laughs> madness um okay well i don't want it to go to two hours because then it would be a three icon instagram feed. i need to get over that <laughs> i'm so worried about my instagram feed looking neat no um, i know what you mean people are like just uh, post content i think that's all that matters <laughs> like no aesthetic no i get that yeah, yeah. um so how can people find you reach you and um especially your podcast because you have a podcast yeah too. thank you um i guess like the main way everything is titled yoga with olive so my instagram my website um my facebook my youtube it's all just like yoga with olive so yeah find me on there drop me any messages i guess if you guys had any further questions and my podcast with my friend grace um it's like a yoga based one but season two we're changing it up and like interviewing i guess like different people kind of within the movement world Mm -hmm. um it's called the chat aranga podcast so in yoga we've got a movement called chataranga <laughs> so my friend matt was like oh why don't you call it chat aranga i was like okay fine so, yeah. <laughs> i was like so lame i love it yeah and it's on spotify so, yeah. and it's on spotify yeah Amazing. so i think like the link is on my instagram page as well so i'll link everything under yeah. this video thank you very much um and if you are 
frequent revolver but new to me um yes. i'm alexander Ren. hello and uh <laughs> i i do a giveaway every month where i make a thing and if you sign up so i always up for a pound uh, i give that thing away at random in a live draw at the end of the month on instagram um so it's a lot of fun and you can Sick. win like cool jewelry and stuff um, amazing well yeah. thank you so much for having me alex thank you yeah it's a pleasure you are a lovely person and, and likewise uh, yeah, <laughs> thank thanks you. everyone bye <laughs>